Hello, 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 and welcome to the Kingston Curator here on CFRC 101.9 FM. The Curator is your weekly arts and culture news program bringing you the latest and most intriguing in local creative pursuits. My name is Lauren Tucker, and I'm very happy to be your host, teaming up with our outreach coordinator, Mary McKetty. On this program, we'll be featuring arts headlines, interviews, and of course, our live music calendar all throughout the summer. This week, we're bringing you plenty of Canadian and live local music interviews with artists like Kingston singer-songwriter Megan Hamilton, Halifax recording artist Keeper E, and Montreal hip-hop artist Wyatt James. But before that, we're going to bring you some conversations on local festival programming with producer of Movement Market's Ground Up Dance Festival, Camille Spencer. But first, let's get to our headlines for the week. ArtFest Kingston is fast approaching, running this weekend from July 1st to 3rd, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. daily in City Park. Over 150 artists will be exhibiting their work at this free all-ages festival, ranging from paintings to pottery, woodcraft, glass art, metal arts, jewelry, clothing, gourmet food, body care, candles, and even more. Plus, there's always something for everyone to do with creative activities and workshops for kids, adults, and seniors, as well as live music, dance, and theater all weekend long. You can visit artfestontario.com to check out more. Also on the way is the Kingston Buskers Rendezvous, which will be hitting the downtown from July 6th to 9th on Princess Street, Ontario Street, and in Confederation Park. These performers will be delighting downtown crowds in a variety of music, juggling, dancing, magic, circus, and even fire performance acts, and passing the hat around for any support you may want to give. The full schedule is still under construction, but you can visit downtownkingston.ca to learn more and get excited. Next weekend, you can catch Domino Theatre's one-act festival on July 7th and 8th at 7.30pm at the Domino Theatre's Davies Foundation Auditorium. Two one-act plays will be presented each night. On July 7th, you can see Yola's Mythical Adventures by Michelle McNichol and Light of a New Dawn by Jacob Smith. And on July 8th, you can catch the Meet TV reunion special by Harry Jordan and Coming to the Table by Anne-Marie Bergman. Three judges and audience participation will determine which of these plays is the selected winner who will go on to the professionally adjudicated Eastern Ontario Drama League Festival in November. Tickets for each night are $20 for adults and $10 for children and students and are available through the Kingston Grand Box Office at 613-530-2050 or at kingstongrand.ca. No Static will be hosting the Sweat Rave event at the Next Church Gymnasium tonight, Friday, June 30th, to close out Pride Month and create a safe, accessible, hate-free, vibrant dance floor. This event is strictly for ages 19 and up, masked, and $15 at the door, with a no-one-turned-away-for-lack-of-funds policy. Doors are at 7pm, so come by to dance to new and familiar DJs, to be nice, have fun, respect the space, and respect the patrons. For more on No Statics events and their CFRC radio show, as well as this event, you can check them out on Instagram at No Static Forever. Tonight is also the final night of the National Youth Orchestra Chamber Fest at the Isabel Bader Center, with the final concert beginning at 7pm. The orchestra is currently preparing for a national tour, and as such, their concerts are offered free of charge as a token of gratitude to the supportive Kingston community that has hosted their training institute. However, you can visit the Isabel on July 14th at 7.30pm for their full concert, tickets for which are $30 for the general public, $27 for Queen's staff and faculty, and only $10 for students. To get your tickets, you can find the listing at queensu.ca slash the Isabel. And for more on the National Youth Orchestra, you can visit nyoc.org. 
And the Agnes Etherington Arts Center will be reopening to the public tomorrow, Saturday, July 1st, for their upcoming summer and fall exhibitions after a closure for installation and packing. The gallery will be open for extended hours during their summer season seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. until the end of August. Admission to the Agnes is free of charge, although donations are welcome, and to learn more about their free programming and check back for more upcoming news on their exhibitions and events, you can visit agnes.queensu.ca. The Movement Market Collective will be presenting their second annual Ground Up Dance Festival this coming week from July 4th to 9th, featuring professional and community dance performances, opening and closing night parties, and workshops throughout the city. For our first interview this week, CFRC sat down with festival producer Camille Spencer for an inside look. Take a listen. Listeners, we are here with Camille Spencer, producer of the upcoming Ground Up Festival presented by the local Movement Market Collective. Welcome to CFRC. Thank you so much for having me today. Very excited to be chatting with you about this festival and to feature it on the air for our listeners. Uh, So just to kick things off, uh, this festival, as I understand it, it's a major event for your collective, but to get going, could you talk to us a little bit for our listeners who aren't so familiar about who Movement Market Collective is and maybe how you've grown, if you could comment on that? Of course. Thanks for giving me the chance to talk about it. We are a collective of independent dance artists here in Kingston, and we range from contemporary dance artists to um, different styles, Bollywood dance artists, uh, Cuban, African. And so we're just a bunch of dancers that really love to show other people that we love to dance. Um, We all have professional training and because there's not a lot of professional dance showing here in Kingston unless somebody comes and travels to the Grand or comes from Toronto or out of town then we want to be able to feature professional dance uh, here in Kingston made by professional dancers so we are a collective of uh, passionate artists and also an opportunity for the local public and dance enthusiasts and advocates to get involved um, instead of just being viewers Yeah, for sure. And I think that segues really well into talking about this festival that's upcoming. So am I correct in saying that this particular festival launched last summer and this would be the second iteration? It is. Yeah, we launched the first uh, pilot festival last year and then we got funded again for this year, which we are so grateful for the Kingston Art Council um, supporting us again this year. Now that you're in a second year and you know you've got one year kind of under your belt so to speak um can you talk to us a little bit about maybe as a group where you're trying to take this festival from where it was last year and maybe any highlights or things you observed from the original pilot festival we are so excited about this year because our main goal every single year no matter on the amount of funding that we get is to make the next year just that much bigger or that much more involved um, and involve new people and new artists and collaborations and also just, uh, yeah, reach out in the community more than we did the previous year. So we already have plans for next year as well, but we can talk about that next year, but for this year, (laughs) 
some highlights that we're really excited about. We have our main stage performances, which are at the Lake Ontario Park. And this is on the 7th and the 8th. It's a Friday night and a Saturday night overlooking the water with the sunset. Like, how can you get any better than that watching dance in the park? And so it's just a event and it is a ticketed event. But, you know, we welcome people that are just walking through the park to come and make a donation and have a seat. Um, that event is featuring all new professional dance works. And um, there's contemporary dance, there's a Bollywood dance, there's Afrobeat dance. And then there's a company, a professional company coming from Ottawa to also feature their work in that dance. Uh, showcase uh, performance and we also have an opportunity for youth dancers because we have so many dancers in Kingston dance schools for the size of Kingston we have a lot of dance schools and uh, kids that are excited about dance so we have a professional choreographer from Toronto putting a piece on them that they will get to feature in the performance so it should be a really great show Oh, that's fantastic to hear a lot to look forward to with those upcoming performances and everything. And speaking of kind of goings on at the festival, I think the thing that really jumped out to me as I was reading up on the event, and I think a lot of folks might be interested in hearing about is this chance dance feature that's on the program. Can you talk to us a little bit about what that is and how people can get involved if they're interested? Yes, definitely. Um, the performances are for viewers and for you to just uh, be an audience member. But the Chance Dance is a community event where anyone can come and participate in this choreographic process that caters to non-dancers. And so it's just a way of introducing choreography in a creative and collaborative way um, over two days. So on Tuesday, and Wednesday from 4.30 to 7 with a little bit of a break in there. I know it might seem like a bit of a long time, but we are doing a collaborative chance dance choreography. So I'm not teaching you any choreography. I am there to create and facilitate the group of dance of, of movers. Um, we think that anyone can be dancers. Um, it's just whether or not you're willing to put yourself out there and be a mover um, and use your creative brain. And I will be taking you through different exercises um, and different game-like things to help you create um, a featured piece, which we actually are going to perform uh, for your family, for your friends, whoever wants to come just in a casual performance in the rehearsal hall in the Tet. So we're looking for interested community members that want to maybe come and explore making dance, but maybe haven't ever made a dance before um, and maybe want to perform for their family and friends anywhere from age nine all the way to 99. So it can be a very open range of people and it should just be really easy and fun. And I did a, I did a just very quick um, tester on the youth company at the Kingston School of Dance. And the first words they said was like, oh, this is so fun and easy. So I don't want anyone to feel intimidated over it, but it should be a really good workshop. 
Yeah, that sounds absolutely fantastic. I'm sure that um, as we kind of bring this to listeners, it might pique some interest, hopefully, for folks who maybe are looking for a way to get involved with dance. Um, Yeah, so that sounds fantastic. And I know you already talked to us a little bit about the performances that are going on, and now we know about the Chance Dance feature. But just to kind of end it off, I was wondering if there is anything people should know before they go to the festival and maybe any other highlights that you'd like to share. Yeah, thank you. We are actually also having an opening night party, which is going to be at Muziki, and we're going to have an artist panel chat. And so the artist panel chat is going to be just a casual event where people can come, listen to the panel, talking about how movement can be used more in collaborative artistic efforts in the city, because we, as a collective, have collaborated in the past with music videos, with film, with um, different festival events, um, storefront. Um, We really want to just spark that interest of how movement can be more readily used and valued in the community. And then we just get to chat and have fun. And we have a, a musician, Savannah Shea, coming to play for us that night as well. And then we also have the closing night party, which is on the Saturday at the grad club. Kitchen's open. Um, we have a drag queen coming to uh, give us some entertainment and a DJ. And it's just an open night dance party for whoever wants to come and celebrate dance with us. Um, but we are super excited about all of these little different levels of engagement from um, creation to um, also performances. And if I if I haven't said enough, then there's still more because we also were able to get the grand residency at the Grand Theater this year for the independent artists. And we have two of our artists that are featuring their works at the performance developing their work at the Grand Theater. So we're going to be having community um, classes come and dance with us in the morning at the Grand Theater. Um, We'll be posting about that. And you can find all of this information at movementmarket.ca. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook too, under Ground Up Dance Fest. Again, the Movement Market Ground Up Dance Festival runs from July 4th to 9th. Full festival schedule and tickets for reserved events are available at movementmarket.ca. The City of Kingston announced recently the four selections for the 2023 Artist in Residency program in conjunction with the Kingston Grand Theatre, juried from an open call for local artists. From July 4th to 7th, local musician Megan Hamilton will be in residence at the Regina Rosen Auditorium, and dance performers Benedictus Matson and Devonshi Mishra and the Movement Market Collective will be in residence at the Baby Grand. From July 25th to 28th, performers David Parker and Jane Kirby will be in residence at the Regina Rosen Auditorium, and local band Nice On will be in residence at the Baby Grand. Artists in residence will receive... Artists and residents will receive use of a professional workspace at the Kingston Grand Theatre, featuring state-of-the-art equipment, professional support and technical production, and an honorarium of $1,000. To learn more about this program, you can visit cityofkingston.ca. But first, here's Megan Hamilton to chat about her upcoming Grand Residency. But be sure to keep it locked, because Mary has your live music calendar and interviews with Halifax recording artist Keeper E and Montreal hip-hop artist Wyatt James coming up here on The Kingston Curator on CFRC 101. 1.9 FM. 
Listeners, we are here with local singer-songwriter Megan Hamilton chatting about her upcoming residency at the Kingston Grand and what's to come. Megan, congratulations and welcome to the Kingston Curator. Hello, thank you so much and I am absolutely thrilled to be here. We're really excited to be chatting with you and to hear about the Kingston Grand Residencies that are upcoming. Um, Listeners, as you may have heard on some of our headlines, Megan will be in residence at, I believe, the Regina Rosen Auditorium upcoming. Is that correct? That is correct. The big one. (laughs) Awesome. I'm sure that's really exciting. Um, So for this residency, as I understand, as I've read about, you've resolved to record, uh, write and record six new songs in four days. So um, this is obviously a really exciting prospect, but it seems really busy. Um, (laughs) Do you have an idea of how you plan to approach this or what parts of your existing writing and recording processes might lend themselves well to this project? Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, it's it's very ambitious. I'm quite aware of that. So I've been I've been doing this now for a long time. Like I'm I've been writing songs for over 20 years and I I know myself and I know my process. Part of what makes it really hard to create new music now is I work from home. I'm also a speaking coach and I have an office. But my husband, who actually was on CFRC for many years and is now a morning radio show host somewhere else, uh, he wakes up really early. And so he has to nap during the day. Like when he comes home from work, he needs to have a nap to sort of catch up with sleep. And I also have an 11-year-old daughter and she goes to bed between 8 and 8.30. And so there's not a ton of time for me to be able to just play music without worrying about waking somebody up or disrupting somebody. And so the idea of spreading it out in, you know, a huge space, like ambient sound is really um, important to me and, and sort of integral into how I create music. And so the fact that I get to be in a really big resonant space spread out, uh, nobody no pets no children no husband (laughs) to sort of like interrupt or wake up or whatever is very appealing and so I've been I've been pondering a lot of you know uh topics of things that I wanted to explore and I have sort of like an idea of sonically how I want to approach these songs but for me like I will sit down to write something and if I get a really good idea, I'll be, I'll be finished it in, uh, I don't know, like an hour and a half or at least like the, the structure of it. So I will have the words and then I will have like, you know, the chords that I want to use and then, and then it develops over time. And so I'm not, I mean, you know, now that we're like a few days away, I'm sort of part of me is just like, what have I done? <laughs> the, 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 the dread is, is setting in in a way, but like an exciting dread somehow. It is exciting. Absolutely. Um, but I, I'm just trusting the process. I'm also just allowing myself to be as vulnerable and weird about it as I need to be. Like, I understand that this is this is a strange thing to do and that people might be like, what (laughs) um but I'm also really excited at at the idea of of getting in there and just getting getting going and um and 
yeah, like, so sorry, I should clarify. I, I do not believe that I'm going to walk out of there with six fully complete, fully fleshed out recorded songs. I believe that I will have a lot of wonderful recording uh, lines that I will be able to integrate into. um, I'm going to go into the studio later and like work on it even more. So I should clarify that. Yeah, for sure. But it still sounds like it's really exciting to kind of break ground in that way in in this space. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I love that it's like, it's going to be a Kingston story. You know what I mean? Like, I love that, you know, whatever, whatever it turns into, like the roots are in sort of community and the fact that like, this is, um, this is like a, a, like a grant given to local artists. And, you know, there's like an element of, um, having real Kingston roots that feels really good, um, as somebody who was transplanted here a few years ago, right? So yeah, um, it's yeah, I like that part a lot. That sounds exciting. Yeah, that sounds really great to kind of put down these artistic roots with this project in the city. So you actually touched on this a little bit, but I was wondering, as far as an idea or a current inspiration, you said kind of sonically, but I'm also wondering perhaps thematically, do you have an inspiration or an idea going in from which to grow these songs? Yes. So, um, you know, I put a few ideas into the proposal and, um, I, so I have some themes that I want to work with. Like I'm, you know, I'm a moody kind of a, (laughs) a moody songwriter, if you will. And, um, I said, I want to explore themes of isolation, strength, midlife and exaltation. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, I've always been very moved by, and most people are, uh, sort of choral singing in big spaces like churches or like a big theater. And the um, ability to like truly move people using that kind of texture and, and those kind of sequences. And I'm also like, I had been avoiding so I used to write songs to like help me through depression basically like I was like getting over things and I would use my songs as opportunities to like get it out of me and and um you know explore my feelings and like break things down and sort of create art from that and then I don't know why but you know somewhere I I was like oh that's I shouldn't do that anymore or um I don't know, it's like too moody or I don't want to get known for whatever. I just got it way too in my head about it. And now I'm like, hell no, that's the music I like to listen to. I like to listen to music that moves me. I like to listen to music that makes me feel things or makes me think about things. Um, And so I want to be able to sort of explore my emotional landscape. Like I'm, I'm not depressed um, at all. In fact, um, you know, things, things are great. And that's part of the reason why it's been so hard to write new music as well. (laughs) But I also, you know, we have three years of this like massively disruptive, strange, uh, time in the world that, um, that I'm looking to sort of excavate and, and, and bring people along through the process because the other side of my songs is that like, 
I always had this rule that they have to be hopeful. And so it's like, I'm going to bring you so that we all understand that we're all coming through this, you know, this, there's this darkness, but also like, like we have to feel hopeful because that's, that's the way forward. Yeah. So uh, those are some of the ideas swimming through my head right now. (laughs) Oh, that sounds awesome. That sounds really fantastic. It's interesting too. I'm wondering how those themes will kind of inform the beginning and then kind of develop as you go through these days and back in the studio. So personally, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that how that shapes up for you. Um, So I understand you said in your newsletter that you've got some friends who are going to be joining you in this project on different instruments while working in the grand. Can you talk to us about who these folks are? And I was wondering, does it make it seem less daunting to be in this project collaborating with others that's a great question um in some ways yes it does and then in other ways um it feels it feels quite daunting to ask people to come in um with nothing and say hey i've just written this um let's come up with a musical line that goes along with it um but yeah so i've got um I've got a few folks, um, again, we, scheduling is as usual, um, a tremendous difficulty, but yeah, I've got Emily Cavers and Danielle Lennon who are, um, Emily is a French horn player and Danielle is a violin player. And I've worked with both of them. Danielle, I've worked with a million times over the last, um, decade, um, she's toured with me and we're really, really good friends. So, um, uh, that'll be great. And Emily, I worked with with my friend Moira, uh, and she's a wonderful person. And she's got French horn, and horn is like has this sound that I'm really interested in in bringing into the mix. Um, Danielle's probably going to sing as well. And then my brother-in-law Brendan is going to come and sing a bit and maybe add some guitar. My friend John McClurg, who's a local uh, singer songwriter. Um, I think John actually won a, a songwriting award at one point too. And he's, he's wonderful and has a beautiful voice. So he's going to come in and sing a little bit with me as well. And, um, Anna Sudak, uh, we're still trying to figure out if she can make it work with her timing. And then there's a few other people. So part of the, the, the piece here is that I've got the first two days set aside for just me, um, and then people are coming in on the Thursday and Friday. So it's not actually even four days that I get to sort of do all the writing and stuff. It's two. Right. Yeah. Because, you know. <laughs> and then I have to be put on a director's hat a little bit or a producer's hat a little bit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's really exciting. Like, obviously, it sounds very daunting. It sounds like it's going to be, you know, quite a bit of work, but it sounds like it's going to be a really unique project when you're finished with it. Yeah. Yes. And and I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the fact that it's like, I, I also really enjoy the principle of use your available light, which is basically like, I'll walk in and I'll make something out of what I have available to me. And so if what I have available to me is two days, then we're going to give her. I mean, I'm not also promising that I won't be writing at home in the evenings because I have a feeling that's going to happen. Yeah. But but yeah, when we get to recording, then it'll just be um, basically doing layers of of, uh, different sounds. And at this point, I'm 
I'm counting on lots and lots of harmonies and um, just working to create something that lets people feel things. I think we have a lot of feelings that are stuck. And so hopefully it'll help people like let them out. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think it's really important to acknowledge that what we went through together is not uh it's not typical right like this is not the kind of thing (laughs) that we can all just pick up and move on with as much as we might like to we we witnessed a lot together and so i think art is a big part of of bringing us through that and bringing us to terms with it now that we feel a little more safe and we feel a little more healthy yeah yes yep absolutely it's and and the last thing anybody ever wants to do is go back and sort of deal with their feelings. And yet right. it is also the most important <laughs> thing for us to do, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just, I was just curious as well, um, because I wasn't actually sure, but as far as the Kingston Grand goes and the Regina Rosen Auditorium goes, have you performed or created in this space before? No. Sorry, I was trying to remember. I, yeah. I hosted, I hosted, um, films at the film festival before but that was at the Isabel so my experience with the Grand is um, as an active uh, uh, watcher and uh, attendee Um, and then most recently I'm the speaker advisor for the TEDx at Queen's U and so my speakers yeah so I was there you know for our our most recent one which was in early February and so I was there you know, um, supporting my speakers as we were doing rehearsals and stuff. But no, I have not. Uh, I have not done a music show at the Grand before. So I'm also hoping this will lead to something like that because that would be supremely fun. That would be very awesome. It would be great to kind of <laughs> see those songs revisited in the space that that they came from. So I kind of yeah. love that as a place to maybe wrap up and look forward to this whole project. So thank you so much for being here, Megan. We really wish you the best. And listeners, you can keep up with Megan Hamilton on social media at Megan Hamilton Music on Instagram and TikTok. Again, thanks so much. Thank you. For today's live music lineup, I'll be featuring a dance party hosted by one of your CFRC favorites and headlining some performances you can catch starting tonight, June 30th until Wednesday, July 5th. Stay tuned to hear more about shows from amazing artists like The Human Rights, Julia Finnegan, Trevor Walsh, and The Queers. Tonight, June 30th, CFRC's own Michael Bulos hosts Sweat from 7pm to late at Next Church, located at 89 Colburn Street. The No Static hosts present you with new and familiar DJs for the best dance party in town to close out Pride Month. This event is 19+, plus, masked, accessible, and will not be a place for hatred or bigotry of any kind. Tickets are $15 at the door, but no one will be turned away for lack of funds. More information about Sweat is available online at kingstonlive.ca or on Instagram at nostaticforever. Tomorrow, July 1st, Collective Concerts East and various organizations present Toronto-based The Human Rights from 5 to 8 p.m. at Hotel Wolf Island, located at 1237 County Road 96. The Human Rights are one of the best in Canada's reggae scene, and you can see them live for $20 by visiting hotelwolfisland.com events. Don't forget to check out 
Wolf Island Ferry times at yferry.ca and that's wiferry.ca before heading out. This Sunday, July 2nd, Kingston's own Julia Finnegan is live from 2 to 5 p.m. at the Spearhead Brewing Company located at 675 Development Drive. Since starting her musical career in 2015, the singer-songwriter has created EPs and albums, worked with talents like Miss Emily, and won the YGK Emerging Musician Competition. Her show is one you don't want to miss, so make sure to stop by because cover is free. More information is available at kingstonlive.ca. Your Wednesday, July 5th is jam-packed with shows, starting with Trevor Walsh from 7 to 10 p.m. at Spearhead Brewing Company, located at 675 Development Drive. Since starting out in 1976, the Trevor Walsh Group has performed for crowds as big as 5,000 people across Canada and the U.S. You can listen to their rock and classic rock covers for free and head to kingstonlive.ca for more information. Your last live music feature happens again on Wednesday, July 5th, with Grit and Grind presenting The Queers Live from 7 p.m. to midnight at The Mansion, located at 506 Princess Street. The Queers are musical legends in their home state of New Hampshire, playing pop-punk favorites reminiscent of the Beach Boys and the Ramones. Joining them are Wyoming-based street rock band Teenage Bottle Rocket and Kingston-based punk band Left on Bowery. The show is 19+, plus, and you can purchase your tickets for $30 in advance at ticketscene.ca. More information is available at kingstonlive.ca. That's all I've got for you on live music lineup on this week's episode of Kingston Curator, but keep on listening because we've got more coming up next. Today, Adele Elwood, better known by her stage name Keeper E, calls in on Zoom to talk about herself and her Nothing Going On tour, which stops here in Kingston. Keeper E is a Music Nova Scotia award-winning, self-produced indie pop and electronic musician based out of Halifax, Nova Scotia. She's been playing since she could walk, and her songs are thoughtful and wise beyond her years. I'm here with Keeper E, also known as Adele Elwood. I wanted to thank you so much for coming in to talk with me today. For my first question, I know that you're from um, Nova Scotia, so our listeners might not be 100% acquainted with who you are. So I want to begin with a little bit about you. I know that you've been playing music since you were really young. So you started with classical music, like from piano, and then you kind of switched over to your current genre of indie pop and electronic. So I wanted to know what were the influences that kind of made for this genre shift? Yeah, like you said, I started like playing classical music and stuff when I was really young and just did like music lessons that probably a lot of other kids have done. (laughs) And then I went into university classical music degree. Even though I was like playing all that music and stuff, I never really liked listening to classical music. It was never like my my choice to put it on. I just, I, I do really like to play it, but I just like never really listened to it. Right. Which probably means I'm not a very good classical musician. <laughs> so. I don't think so. You can still play oh, it, though, if you play it well. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, when I was, like, in middle school and high school and stuff, I really liked, well, a bunch of different bands, I guess. Like, the first band that kind of, like, has an influence on my music now that I started listening to when I was younger is Radiohead. Mm. And I really like listening to them. I love their songs. And then... I also got more into like Sylvan Esso and Torches and the Overcoats, people like that. And that just like influenced the music that I wanted to make, I guess. And I was always like super curious just cause like in classical music, like there's really only like one, well, there's like a few sounds, I guess, but like one main sound that each instrument can make. And it's like, that's all you get. But I was really interested in like, just how to make different sounds. And whenever I heard something I liked in a different song, I'd be like, oh gee, how did they make that sound? That's a crazy sound. <laughs> so that's 
Yeah, that's why I wanted to try and do it myself. That sounds really interesting. So that was one thing that really stood out about you, like the fact that you started in the classical music background and then how you made that shift and like to know how that happened, where it's like you became really curious about the different types of sounds and how people actually created those sounds. And then you went on to do it yourself since you are a self-produced musician. That's like, that's that's so cool. Thanks. Yeah. So to move on to my next question, I wanted to know, so obviously CFRC, we're out here in Ontario, Kingston, Ontario, and you are from Nova Scotia, um, Halifax, Nova Scotia. So I wanted to know, um, does where you're from have um, a kind of influence on your music? Great question. Thank you. (laughs) So I feel like definitely in my uh, first EP, that one was really influenced by like, well, maybe not really influenced, but like somewhat influenced by like fiddle music and like folk music on the east coast and stuff mm-hmm. and if you listen if you listen to some of those songs you can hear me like playing a little bit of the violin on there yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like it's just kind of like folky sounding and like also like i really like going out in nature and stuff going on hikes and you know it's just like being outside and stuff so a lot of those songs also have just like a lot of mentions of nature stuff and different like plants and water and stuff so i think it definitely did influence my music but i feel like i'm kind of getting away from that now not because i don't like those things anymore just like my music's just taking a new direction i guess i don't know right <laughs> No, that makes sense. Yeah. To relate to that question, so this I don't know myself because I wasn't able to find the information, but so you're just saying how um, your music is kind of taking a new direction away from those kinds of natural influences or like folky influences. Not that like you noted, you're still you're still enjoy those, but it's more just like you're going in a new direction. I'm assuming that when you started your career though, you had the title of Keeper E, like that's what you went with. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. I wanted to know where that title had come from. I just like the the word keeper and like how it like it kind of means that you like take care of stuff and like uh that you care about what you're doing and stuff and i want to treat my songs like kind of like a garden or something like i'm not a gardener but you know you take care of the garden you water yeah. it you like taking good care of it <laughs> no that makes sense that makes sense you don't have to yeah. be a gardener to do that like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was just trying to think of gardening words and i was like <laughs> like wait I don't know any <laughs> Like, I got my trowel and my shovel. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but, but that makes sense. Like, the meaning of um, the title that you've given yourself, like, for the music that you produce, especially because you are a self-produced musician, it sounds like in every aspect of your career, you are trying to safeguard the work that you create. Yeah, for sure. So this is more related to your tour. You are in Kingston this Thursday. This episode is going to be airing today on Friday. However, I did want to ask you a few questions about it. So I wanted to know, have you played in Kingston before? And why did you decide to stop here for your tour? Never played in Kingston, but excited for it. Yep. And, you know, on the way to Toronto. Okay, fair enough, though. (laughs) (laughs) You can't argue with that, though. (laughs) Yeah, Um, (laughs) <laughs> to hype Kingston up a little bit, we do have a very good music scene here, like the local music oh, scene. Awesome. Um, I've gotten to interview a few people and um, we know a lot of people very well at the station. So like you're in a really good place to get connected with people oh, and you're going to meet a really great crowd when you perform here. Awesome. Yeah. And another thing to say is I know Luella from Kingston. I mean, I yeah. don't know her, but like I know her music and stuff and we like talk on Instagram sometimes mm-hmm. and I love her song so much she's so good Um, so yeah i just kind of like assumed like oh kingston like 
there must have cool music <laughs> no there is there's a lot like we have a lot of different kind of vibes going on so like i think cool. you'll like it here i can't wait yeah i've never even been to kingston i'm pretty sure actually no i don't know if i have <laughs> well if you're you're coming there <laughs> you're coming regardless so you'll you'll find out exactly. <laughs> And on that note too, um, you are performing with um, one of our local favorites here, Julia Finnegan. How did you guys create that connection, like um, to be performing together? I asked another band who wasn't available, unfortunately, mm. but I asked if they had any recommendations, and they said we love Julia Finnegan. <laughs> so I was like, okay, awesome. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> and then I listened to some of her songs and like saw her Instagram and stuff. She was so cool. She is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's great. So you just made a note about this, but Kingston, Toronto, and St. John's, those are, St. John's, sorry, always get those mixed up. <laughs> those are the final dates for your tour. Yeah. Okay, so you are about to close your tour um, once you leave Kingston, both in Toronto and St. John. So I wanted to know, like, how, so far, how has the touring experience been for you? And what are you looking forward to when you play here? This has been really awesome so far. Mm -hmm. I, I really like it. Mm -hmm. Even I love it. Ooh. Not just like... <laughs> <laughs> Them's a strong um, word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my band is super awesome to travel with, like, just the best friends. And we're just having so much fun at every show. It's like really special to go to different cities and see people who like already know my songs and stuff. And it's just so nice, like also for new people to come out and like to hear what they think after the show and stuff. So that part's been really cool. And yeah, we're having a great time driving around. <laughs> whipping around the East Coast down to come here. Yeah, just whipping around. <laughs> you know, <laughs> skirt, skirt. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know you were driving though. Like, how yeah. has it been good? It's been great so far. Yeah. Yeah, no complaints. I did get my car fixed like right before we left. So okay. That's so that worked out. helping a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to make that trip on a like exactly. jank car. <laughs> Just fun to see lots of new places and like try a bunch of different foods and, mm. you know, be in a car all day. <laughs> <laughs> love vehicle transportation yeah <laughs> um, <I'm> awesome <laughs> but that sounds really great yeah i'm glad that you're enjoying like your tour experience so far and i can imagine yeah. like I, I might be stretching myself here but um based off of like earlier when you were talking about like where you got your stage name from and just now you mentioned like being able to see people who know your lyrics and know your songs and come up to you being like ah that was so cool and stuff like that i can imagine that like as somebody who um does everything like for like with their music self-produced you write all your lyrics you make all the tunes and stuff and to have people come up to you and say like yeah that was great and they're actually like singing along with you i can imagine that that must be really meaningful it's so special it just yeah. like Especially because, like, having it all be done by myself, basically, like, there's a lot of room for being like, oh, gee, is this actually, like, good? Or am I just, like, yeah. <laughs> making something so weird? So, like, there's a lot of room for self-doubt and stuff, but, like, it's just so nice when you can, like, get some good feedback from people and, like, know that you're making something that people actually do like and connect with and stuff. Yeah. So it's really, really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, yeah, like... Since you do like self-produce and stuff, like if there's not really like another like group there to be like change this or something like that, it's like you all have to mm -hmm. you have to figure it out like pretty much not without help I'm sure to some degree, but like pretty much like on your own. So it's yeah. like to be able to see people react so well to it is like ah yeah, <laughs> it's really special. I'm I'm glad I'm I'm really glad not to get too far ahead of myself, 
But since your tour is about to unfortunately come to a close, I wanted to know what your fans and our listeners could expect next from you. So if you've got any new music coming up, I know that you just released your um, Nothing Going On single like a month and a half ago or something. Um, Or if you have any new new tour dates upcoming. I have a few new songs coming out soon. Mm -hmm. I think there's four or five of them coming out like in the next few months. So yeah, lots of new music coming. And then yeah, some other shows. I don't think I can like announce some of them yet. There's some stuff coming. (laughs) Big things happening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so exciting. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's great. Because like, since this interview is airing retrospectively, it's really great that people are going to know like where they can um, listen to you and where they might potentially, we don't know yet, but might be able to see you next. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Secret. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> but yeah, that's really great. Oh my god, so exciting. Yeah, and just like for people trying to find out about it, the best way is just like, following on instagram and <laughs> just a little bit of promo there <laughs> you got to do the self-plug like follow me but <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to add i think i'm good yeah all right so this has been adele elwood also known as keeper e and i really wanted to thank you so much for um chatting with me thanks so much for having me thank you so much again to adele elwood better known as keeper e for calling in to talk about herself and her Nothing Going On tour. If you find yourself in Toronto tonight, June 30th, or in St. John this Sunday, July 2nd, you can still catch Keeper E live as she closes out her tour. If you can't see her live, don't worry because you can still stream her music on Apple Music and Spotify by searching Keeper E. Like Adele mentioned, you can keep up to date with her on Instagram and Twitter at songsbykeeper and on Facebook at Keeper E. You can also visit her website at songsbykeeper.com. Now keep on listening because we've got more for you coming up next. Today, I'm here with an artist that's new to Kingston's airwaves, but definitely not new to the music scene. Wyatt James is a 22-year-old hip-hop and rap artist based out of Chelsea, Quebec. Wyatt self-produces his own music, taking the time to create his own beats and write all of his songs, which has gathered a 20,000 follower fanbase on TikTok. He's here to talk about his newest album release, F-Eating on the Weekend, and play a hit song from this album called New Level. For folks listening, this album and this song do contain explicit language and content, so please feel free to listen to the first half of our interview and click off if you need to. You can also tune back into the interview once the song is finished playing. All right, today we've got Wyatt James with us here in the studio. Thank you so much for coming in. All right, so let's get into it. Do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and how your career in music began? Yeah, so I've been a musician for about six years now, and I kind of just started, you know, like listening to, you know, my favorite artists, like listening to Eminem songs and be like, damn, I want to do that. Then I was like, oh, but I need like, like beats to be able to rap to. So I started like producing beats on my dad's iPad. So I got into like making beats that way. And then I would, yeah, write lyrics to them and rap to them. And then over the years, I kind of just got better and better and more professional. You leveled so, up. Yep, I leveled up. You leveled exactly. up. That sounds really cool. So about your more like present work that you've been doing, I know that you've released a new album called F Eating on the Weekend. Yep. Do you want to talk a little bit about that album? Yeah, so um, yeah, it's a bit of a like kind of weird title when you like first hear it. F Eating on the Weekend, it basically means like, you know, you shouldn't like only like live for the weekend. Eating is like an analogy for kind of like enjoying yourself and like living your best life kind of. So yeah, it's, it's about, you know, just trying your best to, you know, enjoy your life as much as possible and 
go do the stuff you want to do that album was a long time in the making like i spent like four years off and on working on that album like i started working on it like late 2019 and then i finally just got it out like early 2023 it's such a relief to like finally have it out and yeah i'm super proud of it i definitely think it's my best music i've made so far yeah especially like the waiting for it to like finally be out and like released into the world like you're a university student so did it have mm -hmm. something to do with like how you know everything kind of like blew up in the world and yeah. did it kind of to make it take longer or? um well i mean funnily enough like covid kind of helped me work on it more honestly like i honestly the reason it took so long is just because it was such an ambitious project like there's lots of super long songs like i spent so long making sure like the mixing like sonically everything sounds really good like in the past my albums have taken usually more like four to six months but this one i just wanted to make sure everything was perfect so really like that's i'd say the main reason why it took so long but yeah definitely like you know just school you know keeping up with school definitely took some time too but yeah covid just being able to be in my room all day just like working on beats and stuff was actually a little bit like of a blessing for for me with yeah. this album at least it sounds like it would have been like really helpful it's your passion like making music so like being able to take as much time as you needed to like get yeah. this project working right yeah for sure yeah that's interesting talking about like your style of music do you want to talk about how your style has changed over time like if you've mm. noticed any changes in how your music has evolved yeah so like i don't know just the just the way i am like i just get so bored if i'm like doing the same thing for too long like i just the main thing i love about music is just always trying new things and going out of my comfort zone and like trying to push myself so honestly with like every project i'd say i really change my sound a lot like I change my style a lot because I'm just always that's just what I find most fun is always like trying new things and trying different sounds so yeah I've, I've tried all kinds of different sounds I've had you know more like trap like party club songs I've had more you know like kind of personal sing songy songs then this this new album it's kind of a lot more kind of like natural drums less like synthetic stuff more like samples from like older music which right. I hadn't really done too much before so yeah I, I switch up my style a lot I'd say that's really interesting too yeah. though because like i'm kind of like that too where it's just like if you're doing the same thing it gets really repetitive mm -hmm. and it's just like you want to be able to try new things and like also i can imagine that it would help like if you try different styles a lot of the time it's like you get involved in them and you learn how to like do different things a lot of the time like you yeah get in depth with it right yeah like I, I just wouldn't i just don't think i would really be that into it or feel that passionate if i was just sticking with the same style for a long time it just wouldn't excite me anymore yeah. That makes sense. Speaking of music, we're going to be playing um, one of Wyatt's songs called New Level, which is really exciting, fun and fresh. Let's go. So we're going to be introducing that now. And just as a quick content warning, the song does include explicit content and explicit language. So if that does make anyone uncomfortable, please feel free to click off and then join us back for the rest of the interview. But for those of you that want to stick on and hear the song, so excited for you to listen. All right, here it goes. To great. Do you think you're great? Oh, I think I'm really about to level up. XP overload lately, so if God lets me overdose, bury me in a landfill, or put my ashes inside of a trash Pepsi cup. That's the price I should pay if these bastards get in my dreams way and I let them mess me up. I'm so close, I'm hitting the goalpost. They post goals on their Instagram, but they're post goals because they've given up. Damn, old soul with a kid in them. So raps with enough passion to fill a boatload minimum. Pro won't give it up. Uh. And back in my day, I'd run and hide from my problems. Now it's changed, and I'm facing off with them with my boys and alcohol bottles. Keep bottling so much.
up a bound to explode like easy after the opioids tell tmz to lock up their doors and windows tried to make those my kim kardashian when that didn't work i dished them and left the space flat in the dirt wasn't strong enough to move on without hurting them so i apologize part of me tried to hold on but the other was like stop that goddamn she's not that into me pop zans but all that did was make me feel weak so f that and f the rapture is not will weak don't think they're really ready don't think they're really ready stop that goddamn she's not that into me pop zans but all that did was make me feel weak so f that and f your empty compliments they mean to me don't think they really get me don't think they really get me Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed New Level by Wyatt James. I still got some more questions for you to ask. Awesome. Hope that's okay. Yep. So we were talking a bit about what the process of self-producing your music is like. So would you want to talk about what that's like, the process, that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. So I, I do everything with my music pretty much. Yeah, make the beats, write, record, mix, master, everything. You know, it's a lot of effort, you know, like it, it takes way more time, you know, that way when you're doing like everything yourself, especially, you know, like learning how to like mix and master and just really make the song sound like professional and like good quality. But like, I, I wouldn't want to do it any other way because I just feel like it gives you just so much more like freedom in terms of like what you want to do. Honestly, making like my beats is probably my favorite part about making music, like more than writing and, and rapping and singing. I just love how many possibilities there are, you know, all the different sounds you can use. So yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of work, but I'd, I'd say it's more fun and it's more creative freedom. Especially since you don't really have to rely on like anyone else. Like it's totally like your call to do what you want and then yeah. you can be as dynamic as you want. Yeah, and I'm doing. such a perfectionist and I'm so like <laughs> particular about how I want things. It's like, I don't think I would be able to like hand certain parts of the song off to other people, honestly. Yeah, that makes sense to have that freedom. Also sounds very meaningful too. It sounds like liberating in the music because it's like, you know that like you have a concept and you have an idea and you can literally do whatever you want with it. Yeah. To go off of that, you also do produce and make your own music videos, which is very sick. So do you want to kind of go into like how you decide like what songs you want to make music videos for, mm -hmm. how you decide on locations and visuals and that sort of thing? Yeah, so in terms of which songs I choose to do music videos for, it's like one of two things or a mix of both. It's like one, like if the song is catchy, like if I think it's kind of like a hit song, I might do a video for it. Or if I'm just like super proud of the song and I just think it's a super good song, then I'll do a video for it. And then in terms of like what I do for the video, it's, it's just based off of a feeling from like listening to the song. A lot of the time, the shots kind of like reflect the content of the song. Like for example, my favorite song I've ever made and my favorite video I've done is for a song, What Do You Really Want By Me? It's split into two halves. And the first half of the song is kind of me judging people who aren't like trying to achieve like the crazy level of success that I am. But then the second half of the song is kind of me realizing that like, you know, lots of people are completely happy living like a more like content, you know, life and there's nothing wrong with that. So then in the music video, it's like the first half of the song, it's like I'm in the foreground of all the shots. And then these other people are like in the background kind of to show that I'm kind of like thinking about myself mostly. Then in the second half of the video, it's like all these other people in the foreground and I'm like in the background, like blurry to show that like the other change. people have their own things going on and yeah. Yeah, it's sick. Like the level of thought that you put into your music videos and stuff like to make that happen. Like that's really interesting. Yeah, thank cool. you. Yeah. So are there any projects that you want people to know that you're working on right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm working on this uh, remix of an Eminem song that I like a lot. So I'm working on that. So that'll be cool. I don't really do remixes very often. So it's uh, always like a fun challenge to do that. And then I'm also, I've kind of started working on my next album already. <laughs> I'm 
not oh. like getting giving myself a uh, break. grind. Yeah, I'm excited about my next album. It's gonna be like completely different from this new one. Like lots of cool, weird sounds, lots of experimentation, Ooh. lots of going out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Like that kind of goes into my last question for you. Like, where do you kind of picture your style going in the future? Like, if your new album yeah. is very different from what you've done before, like, do you mm. think that you'll keep going on that, where you keep trying new things and doing different things, or do you want to like keep a similar pattern of what you've been doing so far? I, I think my new album is really good in terms of just like the quality, like the music, lyrics, just the sound quality, everything. So I want to keep that level of like quality, but I want to do different styles and push myself creatively. So with my next album in particular, I'm thinking like just using different sounds, using some trap drums, some just sampled drums, a lot of like just weird sounds. Like I want you to like listen to the songs and like you're listening to the beat and like you can't tell exactly what the sounds are. Mm -hmm. Like you don't listen to it and it's like, oh, that's a piano. It's right. like, what is that sound? It sounds cool, but what the hell is it? Like what's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like what's going on, but it's kind of fire at the same time. <laughs> like that's this is dope. <laughs> yeah, so that's the vibe I'm going for. And then also I want to like play around with my voice more, like mess around with the way my voice sounds, because I haven't done that too much so far in my music career. So yeah, just trying out a bunch of stuff. Yeah. How would you go about um like changing the way your voice sounds? So like with my new album and a lot of my other songs too, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of rapping in like my regular talking register, not completely, but like I'm not really fluctuating my voice a lot, but maybe like going into like a higher register, like instead of like never gonna stop a hundred up, more like never gonna stop a 20, you know, like yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Or like, yeah, just like 20 I'm a sound, but see it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. That's yeah, a little bit free like stuff. trying different weird kind of stuff. Yeah. That's really fun. Especially like trying to figure out new styles, like try to figure out the new things that you like and to push yourself like creatively yeah it's like, and still try to pull it off so it actually sounds good exactly i mean that's a challenge but yeah, like, exactly. it sounds like a really fun challenge that you're gonna yeah have. yeah i like a challenge yeah. yeah you're down for it i'm down for the let's challenge go. let's go <laughs> i'm ready thank you so much for coming to the studio and no talking problem. with me today so this is wyatt james thank you for having me i'm glad you were able to come in thank you so much again to wyatt james for stopping by the station to talk with me if you enjoyed his song new level you can take a listen to it on his album f eating on the weekend on apple music and spotify by searching wyatt james to read the song and album do contain explicit content and language, so please be aware of that before taking a listen. You can keep up to date with Wyatt on Instagram and Twitter at WyattCP1 and join his fanbase on TikTok at WyattJames. And that's Wyatt, J-A-M-E-Z. Thanks so much, Mary. That does it for us this week on the Kingston Curator, but remember that you can check out this and all past episodes on our CFRC podcast feed. Be sure to tune in next week, Fridays at 3pm, for your creative scoop. This is Lauren Tucker with Mary McKetty signing off on 101.9 FM CFRC. Have a fantastic weekend.